0: Love FPL and love betting, but aren't necessarily as successful as you'd like to be at either, then this podcast is just for you. We'll be sharing practical tips for you and how you can use your football knowledge to take down those pesky bookmakers. Welcome to Get Your Tips Out. Just when you thought FPL had been made easy, give Salah the armband, and life will be simple. It scores five points for all those with the, the captain's armband. It's a bit of a bloodbath. Today on the FPL podcast, we talk all things fake teeth, weekly side bets, and how to win four figures every single week with your football betting. Welcome to Get Your Tips Out.
1: Chadders, how are you? Very well, David. Very well. Back in the UK, um, back to work, and yeah. Everything's going all right, mate. How are you?
0: I can't complain at all. How has your week been in FPL and in the general realm of betting?
1: Um, It's been an absolute, as the title suggests, a bloodbath, David. Um, I've struggled. And in terms of betting, well, we'll we'll come on to it shortly, but uh, the Chaddy treble, once again, uh, was an absolute disaster.
0: Great stuff. Well, that's (laughs) what people are looking to hear. So we'll hear more about that later on. We've also got somebody else with us today. We've got Mickey Schmee with us. Mickey, how are you? Hello, gents. Very good, thank you. So, Michael could not wait to feature on the podcast, so we gave him the honour of being our first guest on the podcast. And um, I think, Richard, you're going to do a, a little something with each of the guests. So we're going to do some quiz, quiz questions, um, mainly based around the fact that there's a couple of people in our sort of FPL circle that do know nothing whatsoever about football and we can really, really find them out with these quiz questions. <laughs> so um, Richard, let's see how much schmi actually knows about football. Over to you.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be five questions. Um, question number is the same same topics every single week. Um, so it'll be question one will be evolve around England international football. Second will be the 90s premiership Third question will be 2000 to 2010 Premiership. Question four will be 2010 onwards, up to date. And question five will be on last week's fixtures. Now, as we're doing it on a Zoom call, I need Michael's hands raised at all times because uh, we can't be having any cheating.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Could you actually tell I had my phone in my hand then?
1: I did. So... um, I'd actually just like to say before this is maybe the first one. This this whole quiz is uh, designed around making sure that Adam Bauer gets zero answers correctly, and we can prove that to be good at FPL, you don't you actually have to have zero football knowledge. But not to worry, the questions won't be hard. They are pretty uh, standard, so no pressure, Mickey Schmee. Uh, question <laughs> number one, Michael, hands raised, please. <laughs> Who is the only England manager to have a hundred percent winning record? Hands in the air, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um Terry Venables. Incorrect, Michael. It's actually Sam Allardyce.
2: Sam Allardyce, it was one game, wasn't it? He got sacked after the media scandal.
1: That's it. And you panicked there, haven't you? You panicked. I was thinking this yeah, yeah, I did panic, Rick, you're right. Question two, 90s Premiership football. You would, you would have been a young whippersnapper. So in 1998, an English one cap wonder transferred from West Ham to Villa as he and his wife wanted to be close to where they grew up in Liverpool. They soon realised that Birmingham is still quite relatively far from Merseyside, so he transferred back to his first club, Everton, without even having kicked a ball. Who was that footballer, Michael? <laughs> Um where did he go back to? You, he went back to Everton. I'll give you a clue, he was left-footed. Steve Watson. Incorrect. <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't a bad shout because I think Watson did play for Villa and Everton. It was David Unsworth, Michael. Mm, you used to have a caravan next to my
2: cousin, David Unsworth. There's a fact for you. <laughs>
1: Sounds, uh, sounds, sounds, uh, yes.
0: <laughs> it's that sort of content that we're looking for on the podcast, guys. So thanks a lot for joining us today, Michael. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I was going to relate it to the in-between as when well girls were getting fingered, but I thought, is it that sort of content?
2: <laughs> hey, Rick, you said you're going blue today, didn't you? In prep for the well, derby.
1: Question three, Michael. So this is 2000 to 2010 premiership, so... Technically, United's glory is, so you should be good with this era. Which team was the first to avoid Premier League relegation after being bottom of the league at Christmas in 2005? I think they called it the Great Escape. Chef United. It's incorrect, Mike. It's less wrong. <laughs> West Brom. West Brom, Baggy's boing boing. of course, Mike. If you recall, likes of Kieran Richardson were getting carried off the pitch on people's shoulders. Well, you're doing disastrously, Michael, um, but we'll move on to question four. Never mind 90s footballers. This is 2010 onwards. Now, if you don't get this, you might as well give up now. Who played for Manchester United until 2015? West Brom until 2017 and then retired at Stoke in 2019. Now, can I have your hands raised, please, Michael. You've got to get this. Do you want me to repeat the question?
2: I would like that, yeah. So, United when? up until
1: 2015, West Brom until 2017, and retired at Stoke in 2019, just two years ago. I'm going to have to have those hands raised, Michael. <laughs> no, don't worry that they're, they're in the air. Um, five, four, three, two. Kieran Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> it's Darren <laughs> Fletcher, oh, Michael. It's Darren Fletcher. Oh God, of it is.
2: Should have okay. been a dome reference because he didn't retire there. He played in the oh. dome.
1: Question five, Michael. Your last point to get yourself um, your last question to get yourself a point, should I say. Um, Burnley, this is sorry, this is on last week's fixture, so it's got to be relatively fresh in your mind. Burnley were three one winners at the weekend. Can you tell me who scored their second goal? And for a bonus point, what is his nationality?
2: Maxwell Cornet.
1: Right, you jumped in there. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to get because you're on zero. I'm going to give you a clue. He wears number nine. Oh, Chris Wood, and he's from New yeah. Zealand. Correct, Michael. Correct. You've got yourself a point and a bonus point. So that, uh, bring, that brings the end to uh, Chaddy's quiz, and uh, you've got yourself <laughs> one point five points. And I'm going to say Thank it's you, not going to be a winner at the end of the season. So, uh, <laughs> okay so there you go David over to you mate that's the end of the first quiz and what a fucking disaster it was
0: <laughs> and uh, I think any minute now Shmi's likely to just drop off the podcast <laughs> 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 it's all it's all downhill from here mate so Sorry, um, you can't prep for questions in you FPL. don't know in and, around the, uh, in and around our community of FPL players Richard what have we got who are the top scorers who are the movers who are the shakers
1: hmm. So worst player this year, and it, it gives me uh, great pride to say, it is one of the Bowers uh, with uh, the lowest scoring points of this week was Daniel Bauer with uh, 30 points. Absolutely shambolic. And I can't believe I'm going to say this. The person with the highest score of the week is someone who is usually absolute cannon fodder. It's David Reynolds with 52 points.
0: I mean, we need some sort of jingle for that. I don't think we'll ever use it again, but uh, we need to create something. Uh, David, Three Stripe, -stripe, absolutely flying up the table.
1: Incredible. Congratulations, David. Commiserations, Daniel.
0: Great stuff. So moving on to last week's bets. Last week, for me, just had a look at one of those weekends of fixtures where I just knew I was going to win a grand. It just looked simple. (laughs) And again, we've touched on this before. If you only look at what the results of the games are going to be, you are really going to struggle with your betting. But if you look at what you think is potentially going to happen in the games, whether they're going to be open games or when they're going to be tight games, I saw the I saw, and I've and I, you know, I backed it up with my pocket and a you know, a wheelbarrow, um, that there was gonna be quite open games. So last week on the um the doggy double, we went for the Brentford um the Brentford game the Brentford Burnley game. We thought there'd be goals over two point five, both teams to score. There was three goals before halftime, so that one was in. Um, and the other one that we said was the Spurs United game, where we thought there'd be goals, and there was over two point five there, so the double was in. And then obviously, as the lads in the group know, we did. I did a four timer as well with the two Sunday games, which I thought there'd be open games. So really, really interesting weekend of. of um, I've bet him for me, probably the most profitable lad for a good while, which is always good to see. How about yourself, Richard?
1: Um, well, I, I obviously don't bring the wheelbarrow to my door, David. You're, you're, you're the heavy betsman. So So um, I had a, a £10 on the Cherry treble. Um and, Talk uh, us
0: through the Cherry treble again, Richard, for anybody that missed it last week, because this was gold.
1: <laughs> well, on, only because you said to bet on the premiership pictures, because I know the players, so stupidly, I went for low odds and I went for low rewards. So I put in City, obviously got beat. I put Spurs to beat United, obviously didn't happen. And I, don't, and I think my other one was Chelsea, which came in. Um, now, what what I did say is I also did throw a curveball in there, which was one result as a single, uh, which was Exeter away to Salford. And I wouldn't say it romped home, but um, I think it got a, a goal, an own goal in the last minute. So if you, you listen and you put yourself a single on Exeter... Uh, you would have made maybe made your money back on the Shadding's treble so uh, yeah all in all fucking awful
0: so just to clarify your sort of your strategy going forward then is it is it Premier League football or are you thinking of League 2 players that you could probably play with yourself that you don't know any of the names you don't know who they are at all what is it you're going to go when you're, your, you're, you're no, getting your hard-earned cash out of your pocket
1: it's going to be slapdash Dave and you're going to have to find out <laughs> later on <laughs>
0: Okay, that's probably what keeps everybody guessing. We can't argue with that. And how about you, Michael? How's your week been?
2: Yeah, much better than much better than Rick's. Dave, um, not had a bet on the football for a while, so looked at the Sunday games. I didn't leave the house Sunday, so thought maybe I'll watch both games. Thought that Leeds would beat Norwich because Norwich are absolutely awful, and in a similar vein, Villa who look equally as bad at the moment thought they'd get a spanking from West Ham. So did the double, 30 quid on, paid 150. Although it didn't actually pay me 150 because at one all, I said to Becca, should we cash out for 125? And she said, yeah. So I cashed out for 125 and then they scored 10 seconds after I'd cashed out. So I lost 25 quid that I could have won back, but it's still profit, Dave, 75 quid profit.
0: Moral of the story? Don't Don't listen to your missus. Exactly. Is that just related to football betting or FPL or everything? Everything. Absolutely else? everything.
1: I'm, I'm quite conscious that um, your missus is editing this day, so I'm just going to keep quiet.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? We have a common thing, so she'll go. So if you like, if like, you won there or whatever, how much have you won? It's just a common thing. I say, never you mind.
1: Never <laughs> <like, laughs> you mind. Goes,
0: oh yeah, no, sorry, yeah, never me mind. It just doesn't get. Involved. <laughs> um. Okay. Great. So all in all, a good week. Last week to be fair, and what we're going to do, a sort of new feature that we're going to do, rather than just pick on maybe a couple of games, we want to try to factor in what we could do, FPL related, what are the the plays we could put in, those sort of differential plays that we could get into our teams to help us to outscore our teammates, but then also what we think about the outcomes of the games, what's going to happen in those games as to how we can relate that to our betting to hopefully make us a profit as well. So what we're going to do is go through each game in turn for this weekend's fixtures, and we're going to kick off on Friday night and um, hopefully as always there'll be a couple of people that missed the deadline they won't have made the changes they'll notice at 6 31 someone will put into the whatsapp group oh miss my team and then weekend ruined so 8 p.m Friday night we've got a really exciting fixture Southampton against Villa so Richard do you want to kick us off with this fixture what how do you see this game going what would be your uh, selections firstly from an FPL point of view from each of these teams and also if you were going to have a bet in this game, what would you be looking at?
1: <clears throat> the man who's doing it for me at the moment is Liv Rimento, the defender for Southampton. Uh Another six points, albeit he's snopping off my bench for me <laughs> with a bit of luck. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's been bringing in some big points and um, I, I, I think Villa in a bit of a sticky patch. I think they dropped Mings last week, which you wouldn't have said at the start of the season. So I don't, I don't even think he knows his best defence at the moment and I uh, All I can see is a Southampton victory. Um, I think it'll be narrow, 1-0 or 2-1, something like that.
0: Okay, so we are going to keep a running total of these. So um, if you had to give a score, this is not a prediction where you're going to be saying to people, go and put your hard-earned cash on this correct score. But what would you say it would be?
1: Southampton 2, Aston Villa (laughs) 1.
0: Great stuff. And Michael, yourself, how do you see this game going? Um. Yeah, similarly to, to
2: Rick, I've also written 2-1 down. I think Armstrong for Southampton had about 85 shots at the weekend and should have scored a few. So, he might be one to keep your eye on against a poor, poor Villa team. Um, watched them recently, can't, can't see them getting out. I think they'll be in trouble this season. Um, so, yeah, 2-1 Southampton for me as well, David.
0: Very good. Thanks, Michael. Uh, and for me on this game, I thought there might be some goals here. I think I think Villa can potentially be a better team than what they're showing at the moment. The last, uh, the second half last week, I thought they looked a little bit better before the sending off. And even after the sending off, they were still in the game against West Ham. So um, I've actually got yeah, I've put down 2-2, but I'd be probably looking to get involved in the goals market, probably in running after about 15, 20 minutes, something like that, because it'll be tight at the start because Villa will be trying to keep it tight. But yeah, I've gone for 2-2 there um so moving on to saturday we've got several fixtures on saturday um let's see where should we go first we'll start with the 12:30 game obviously big game of the weekend united against city mid-table mediocrity against potential champions um, and that's coming from a united fan so we'll go to richard to kick us off here richard how you see the derby going this weekend
1: well, Solskjaer is obviously now going to revert back to his three centre halves, two holding midfielders, two dogshit wing backs, and that's the way I see them playing till the end, till till Christmas at least, because he's he's scared of getting pumped and he's trying to hold on to his job. So it'll be a nervy affair. I don't think even Pep knows his best front three at the moment with the Pep roulette. I'm going to go for nil nil.
0: Oh, really? Interesting. With rewarding gods a nil nil, you'd be looking probably. 10, 11, 12 to 1, something like that, I'd imagine with a game like that. Michael, how about yourself?
2: Very interesting game, isn't it? Um, yeah, couldn't, couldn't, when I looked at it the fixture, I can't really call it, because as, as Rick said, City got beat at the weekend, Ollie's put in a performance there, and I, I agree with him, he will play that uh, that formation against the bigger teams. I think it's when we come against the the lower teams that put a block in, will struggle, so... United could get a result looking at, you know, last season's performances against City. I think they only got beat once out of the main games. But, saying that, I still think United will get beat this weekend. So I'm going 2-1 City.
0: OK, thanks, Michael. Um, And I've sort of gone similar along the lines of what Chad said. I think it will be a tight game. A lot of these sort of games that they say between the top four, top six, it's amazing how frequently there's quite, there's, there's not many goals where you think or loads of, attacking, loads of attacking talent in the teams, but it's almost more importantly for teams in these games not to lose than it is for them to actually go out and try and win the game. So I could see United scoring, but I could also, I can't see them potentially keeping a clean sheet and I could see a 1-1 draw there. So I've gone for 1-1. So um, is there any, uh, any, either of those games, by the way, is there any players that you're potentially looking to get into your FPL sides for any of those fixtures? Michael?
2: Um.
0: Not so much getting in, but an interesting
2: one, because I do think United are going to score. Put Cancelo on the bench, because I've got three other defenders playing absolute turgid teams. So, got Foden in. Foden's a, a stick and hold for me, keep him in now. Um, but, yeah, Cancelo on the bench, and I don't hold a single United player, because I don't know what they're going to do from week to week. and oh, I won't be putting him in any time
1: soon. And Richard, are you going to be sticking with Grealish with the armband? I can (laughs) categorically say, David, that Grealish armband is not only going, but I'm looking to get him out of the team, to be honest. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that's not anything against Grealish as he's played for City, because I don't think he's doing too badly. I actually think he's doing all right. He's getting a lot of better stick at the moment from, not City fans, but the press, just because of his goal return. Uh, But I think a a lot of City's good stuff is coming through him. And Pep will just have to stick with him because, A, because of the price they paid and, B, I think he, he likes him. He's not feeling sterling. So, I think he'll play. But, yeah, I think I think he's way off getting the sort of returns of 10 or 12 goals a season. So, I'm looking to get Grealish out. And I've got two lads who I want to get in who I can't choose between the two. But we'll come on to that, David. Thanks a lot, Cheddar. So, on to the three o'clocks.
0: So we've got Brentford at, Norwich, at home to Norwich. And... At, at, you know, something for a lot of people recently has just been whoever Norwich are playing, you're just literally about the other team and it's a it's a, a licence to print money with how poor they've been. So how do we see this game going? I'm gonna to come to you, Michael, first on this one. Brentford at home to Norwich. Um it's time to jump on the Tony train, isn't it? I think I see
2: goals for uh for, for Tony this weekend. Norwich are absolutely abysmal. Um I hope they go down because I just hate teams that are that bad. So 2-0 Brentford, not the, the route that some might predict, but definitely a Brentford win, 2-0. Norwich will never score as long as they've got a hole up their ass.
0: I mean, they did score last week.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not in this game, though. Not in this game, though, David.
0: Great stuff. Thanks, Michael.
1: Tony! Richard, how about yourself? Took the words out of my mouth, Michael. Brentford 2, Norwich 0, Tony double. <laughs>
0: And I didn't actually see this coming on any of the fixtures, but I've actually written down 2-0 as well. So I don't know if that's a tip in itself, that we should all just be um, getting down to your local bookmaker and uh, just investing some of your hard-earned from 2-0, which I won't be doing, by the way, but for anybody listening that wanted to, feel free. Okay, that was nice and simple. Next one, Chelsea. One of the best-looking teams, actually, at the moment. In, I don't mean best-looking. I'm not that way inclined. But, you know, some of them are good-looking lads, I suppose. Um, looking one of the more likely teams to be challenging for the title at the end of the year. Chelsea at home to Burnley. Richard, what are you thinking here?
1: Four or five goals in Chelsea's favour. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be four nil. Four 0 Chelsea.
0: Wow. And it, is there is there players in that Chelsea team that you're looking to be getting into your team based on that?
1: Uh, I'm looking to bring a defender in. Um, it's going to be one of the fullbacks, Reese James or Ben Chilwell. Um, probably Chilwell, just due to the fact he's got a fantastic hair. Uh, <laughs>
0: Very good. And there's lots of different reasons why you choose your FPL teams, And that's one of the more recent ones. So, uh, very well, good. You
1: know, I, think, I think the natural thing will be to go to Reece James you scored two last week. But, uh, do you know what? I'm going to leave it late. It depends on what goes on, obviously, midweek with Europe. But um, it's, the, it's the internationals next weekend, isn't it? So, I think all teams will be playing full strength this week. So, I, I, I think normally it might have brought in... You know, Alonso for Chilwell or something like that but I think every team will be going all out this weekend
0: Very good For me there I've, I've, I've just gone 2-0 Chelsea are very very solid Burnley I imagine they'll be going into that game with an element of damage limitation anyway I can't see them getting absolutely battered although a couple of weeks ago obviously Chelsea did bang a few in but Tuchel normally he's more than happy to settle once he's got the game uh, secured and I don't think Burnley will be looking to absolutely bomb forward trying to trying to take them on so I've for 2-0 there um, how about yourself Michael? Um, yeah obviously a Chelsea win
2: put 3-0 down I think they'll be too strong they look really good um, I do think they'll win the league this year as well so don't think Burnley will cause them any problems I've got my eye on a Burnley player but not this week wait until after the fixtures won't put anyone in against Chelsea um, so Which week are you thinking of putting corner in? <laughs> we'll get the Cornetto in after the after the uh, international break, Dave. And for Chelsea, I've already, I've already got Chilwell in. If I could have another one, then Rhys James is a good shout. But yeah, I'm fine with, with what I've got at the moment with them.
0: Yeah, I've done all right with my wildcard a few weeks ago. I put Mendy, Rudiger and Chilwell in. So I've had six clean sheets in the last two weeks. So it's a decent return from Lovely Chelsea. Moving on to the final 3 pm game, Saturday. Got Crystal Palace uh, at home to Wolves. Wolves in, in very good form. Where do we see this one going? Chad, over to you.
1: Two goals apiece. Two goals apiece. Um, I find both both playing well, both scoring well. Um, two goals apiece, 2 2.
0: Very good. Any players you're looking to get in?
1: Uh, I want Wilfred Zahar, David. I want Wilfred Zahar. Uh, his fixtures for the next couple of weeks look good. And uh, yeah that's it that's that's who i want in and it'll probably be in a place of Grealish.
0: okay very good and yourself michael
2: um yeah bizarrely i've gone two all as well this is one that i will be having a bet on on the goals david um and the over- oh, 2. Michael, 5. sorry michael
1: sorry to interrupt you michael uh, this game is also in the Chaddy treble so uh, it must have, it must have pricked our notice i don't want
2: to i don't want to steal your thunder richard um but yeah two all Watch Wolves last night, thought they were very good, not the ball around well. Jimenez and that South Korean chop up top um, look good together. So, Hwang, um
0: to all, David. I mean,
2: Hwang I hope, and Jimenez to get on the score sheet.
0: I'm not sure what a South Korean chop is, but I hope, for, I hope you know, we don't want any racism on the podcast, uh, Michael. So, if you could chap, refrain from anything chap, like David. that, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm assuming you meant chap. I did indeed. Fantastic. Glad that we uh, cleared that up. Uh, I've also gone score draw, but I've gone 1 1. Um, and interestingly, there's a player here that I do quite, I am quite interested in getting into my team. And this is a scout. This is a scout, this. It's uh, its Conor Gallagher. Um, oh. He, he's a very. Well, Michael, if, you've
1: got. If, if that's a David, scout. David, if David. If that's a
0: scout, I'm from where Hawang's <laughs> from. <laughs>
2: We've all got we've all got our hand up there for the for the people that can't see us. He's well he's known. A, he is he's a player isn't he? he's a player, but he's well known. He's thirteen points last week. Cowgirl came he came off Calgill's bench, which killed me, but he is a player and he's someone I want in the team as well.
0: Yeah, he's somebody yeah, I didn't notice that he was in anybody's team. That's why I said it was a scout. we have look at all the the stats for creativity, he's part of a lot of stuff that's good stuff that's going on there. Um, and he's low value so he's a player that you can get into your team he's gonna play he's one of those players that you can have alongside you you know whether you've got your Salas or your Mane's or your Fernandes or whatever you've got in in your midfield Um, so yeah I've gone 1-1 there so everyone's gone actually score draw there which is interesting so um, on um, looking at Friday and Saturday's fixtures is there a standout bet there for anybody that they wanted to share Michael
1: I've um... I've gone for over 2.5 goals in the Palace Wolves game, Dave.
0: OK. Have you already put this bet on?
1: No, it's part of the charity treble.
0: Very good. Have you got the odds in front of you?
1: Um,
0: I can find them if you haven't.
1: No, you'll have to find them.
0: OK. Michael, what about yourself? Uh, same game. So we're all on the same wavelength today.
2: Both teams to score over two and a half. And if you really want a bit of value in there... Put the draw as well on a bet builder, which I think should pay 7-8 to 1. Okay, very good.
0: So the over 2.5 on the, uh, for the Palace game this weekend. Maybe more. Uh, uh, it's 5-4. to four. It's actually odds against, which is um, interesting. Um, I'd probably be looking at them both teams to score market myself there. But um, yeah, it looks like there could be an investment there for, for each of you, which is good. So, moving into uh, Sunday, we've got uh, kicking us off at 2 pm. There's actually three 2 pm games, There's four games on Sunday. Uh, we've got Arsenal, Watford, uh, Everton, Spurs, Leeds, Leicester. Uh, so, we'll start, off, we'll start off at the top. Arsenal, Watford, Richard, what, is your, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm conscious of time, Dave, so I'm, I'm going to give you all, all four uh, fixtures. That's okay. Say, okay. Um, so, Arsenal, Watford, I uh, fancy Arteta to keep the momentum going. I'm going to go for an Arsenal 1-0 victory. Um, Everton-Spurs. Uh, it all depends on the old Conte when he comes in. I think Conte could uh, really just compound the Benitez's misery. So I'm going to go for an away 1-0 win there. Um, Leeds-Leicester game. I'm going to go for a Leeds win. A 2-1 Leeds win. And for the West Ham versus Liverpool game, I'm going to go for a sneaky 1-0 victory to Liverpool in the last five minutes of Mohamed Salah's afro.
0: <laughs> fantastic. Uh, very succinct there. You know, It'd be fantastic if that happened. I don't know if you can get odds on that, but it'd be really interesting if you could. Um, in fact, if, if, he, if he sort of... I was going to say, if he needed it up and put it in his afro, would he get an assist as well? <laughs> I'll have to check the rules on that one. Shmi, how about yourself, starting starting with the Arsenal-Watford game? Yeah, I'll I'll run through them as well. So,
2: Arsenal to keep their good run going. They look much better. Uh, Saka and Smith-Rowe, good good players. So, Arsenal, 3-1. Conte is going to put it up them this week. And Everton are absolutely awful. So, Spurs win 2-1. Leeds-Leicester, away win. Leicester, 2-1. Got my eye on Madison at the moment, just keeping a watch of him. Looks like he's coming back into a bit of form. And then the final game, this is where West Ham's bubble bursts because it's, it's, Moisey is not the saviour. So West Ham won Liverpool 3 and also a little curveball. Antonio is coming out of the team this week because... In the next six games, West Ham have got City, Liverpool and Chelsea all
0: coming up. So get him out, get him gone, get him replaced. Very interesting and also very brave. I like it. Thanks a lot, Michael. Uh, for me, just running through them quickly, Arsenal-Watford, I've gone um, Arsenal 3-1. Arsenal looking quite good at the moment. Watford not looking too bad going forward, so I thought they could sneak a goal. Um I think uh, I think similar. I think Conte will do a bit of a job straight away. I, I believe from where we're recording this is actually going to be taking training straight away. So he's obviously looking to make an impression straight away. So I think a two-one win, Spurs. Um, the Leeds Leicester game. I've gone one-one. Leicester have got a Europa League fixture against Spartak Moscow on Thursday, um, and there's often a bit of a lag after playing those Thursday night games. So I thought Leeds can can uh, can get a point there. If not, I was I was leaning towards a Leeds victory, but I think Leicester will have enough. To uh, the squad's sort of deep enough, you know, a team doesn't look great this year, so 1 1. And then I agree with Michael on the West Ham game, I've gone 3 1 Liverpool. So, um, thanks a lot for your predictions there, guys. Uh, let's go on to this week's best bets then before we finish, Michael. This week's best bets, just a quick one on the table there that
2: we're doing, Dave. So, how's that going to work? Is it you and Chad combined or against the, the group?
0: So yeah, you're representing um, the um, get your tips out community this week. So don't let Thank that, you. you know, don't let that weight on your shoulders wear you down too much this week because it is a big, it's big pressure on your shoulders this week, Michael. Yeah, got plenty else to worry about. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> so into this week's best bets, should we go into the Chaddy treble? What have we got on the Chaddy treble this week? This is people's favourite feature on television, or on radio, or even podcasts anywhere in the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Charlie Treble this week. We have over 2.5 in the Palace versus Wolves game. We have West Brom to beat Middlesbrough. An earlier tip from Dave the Dog in episode one. And we have under 2.5 goals in the Barnsley versus Hull game. £10 with a total return with bet 365 of £64.16.
0: Fantastic. Great to hear And it, that's you. the Chaddy Treble. <laughs> Ch- Chaddy Treble. Chaddy Treble. <laughs> oh, Chaddy Treble. 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 So coming over to you, Michael, can we get a guest tip from you, As Your hard-earned going this weekend. Um, I'll be looking at that
2: Southampton Villa game. I'm going to go both teams to score on over 2.5 goals, okay. And in the Palace Wolves game, which I think we've all mentioned, over 2.5, both teams to score. And if you can do it on the bet builder, a draw as well because
0: that will bump up the odds. Fantastic, sounds very, very good. Um For myself, it does look a little bit more difficult for me this week. I think Palace Wolves will be something i would be looking to potentially get involved in. the both teams to score market. Um, And also on the Leeds-Leicester game. It's quite short on the Leeds-Leicester game and also on the Arsenal game. So I'd probably be waiting in running to do a little bit of business there. So thanks a lot for your tips. In terms of other things that we've got coming up, it's actually the Breeders' Cup this weekend. So there's lots of horse racing action. It's the November Handicap at Doncaster, which is seen as the... the, uh, the curtain call on the flat season. We've also got some good racing um, over jumps. It's the Grand Sefton Chaser Aintree, so it's the first race of the season over the Grand National Fences, which is always a good spectacle. get the elite hurdle at Wincanton. Um, I've not got anything that I'm going to actually put out this weekend um, on the horse. We're recording this quite early this week. There's a few that we're looking out for to come up in, in future weeks. or so on future episodes, we'll give you some horses to look out for to Uh, Potentially make some money on in the coming weeks. But thanks a lot for your time today, gents. It's been great as always. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Michael. We'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, gents.
1: See you later.